Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. The Bible said in 2 Kings chapter number 2, I'm just going to pick up reading in verse number 11 and read a couple verses to you, but you keep your Bible open. We're going to look at this um, uh, this chapter leading up to verse number 14 before it's all said and done. The Bible said um, in verse number 11, And it came to pass, as they still went on uh, and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes, and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. I'm interested in a text out of verse 13. He took up also the mantle of Elijah. And I want to preach on this thought. Again, I've used this title before, but I, I want to give you some things out of this tonight. Who will take up the mantle? Who will take up the mantle? Lord, you know the need of this service. Now, I pray God that you'd help us tonight. God, you know my heart's desire, and I want to be a help to our church tonight. And God, I pray, Lord, that you'd use us tonight. Father, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd breathe on us, preach us in power and unction and demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. Give us clarity of thought and clarity of speech tonight. Lord, may we uplift your name tonight. Lord, I pray that if there'd be anybody here lost, God, that you'd save them. Anybody here out of your will, God, I pray, Lord, that you'd bring them back close to you. God, if they'd be somebody here, God, that is running from your will in their life. I pray, God, that tonight would be the night, God, that they surrender to that and begin, Lord, to serve you wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. Over the past several Sunday nights, uh, um, we've really been looking um, at the subject uh, of serving God with our whole heart. I didn't plan that out. It's just the way that the Lord has taken us. Uh, the past two Sunday nights we looked at a man by the name of Barzella and um, how Barzella was willing to go part of the way across Jordan with David after he began to reign again but Barzella wasn't willing uh, uh, to go all the way with David and uh, we talked about how we need to go all the way uh, with the Lord and we still need to do that amen and uh, God is interested uh, in us going all the way uh, for him being completely sold out, lock, stock, and barrel in the service of God. Tonight, I want to look at a man that did go uh, all the way in his service for God. A young man that ends up giving his life um, uh, to serving and helping the man of God, and then eventually he takes the man of God's mantle up and continues his service for Christ. When we hear this question, a lot of times, uh, who will take up the mantle? Uh, we 
immediately think that someone uh, has died. And a lot of times that is the case. Here in the life of Elijah, that was the case. Elijah now uh, has died and went off the scene. Uh, and, and now that a mantle has failed uh, and Elisha picks that mantle up. I remember several years ago, uh, my grandpa Barker went home to be with the Lord. What a giant of the faith that he was. What a hero of the faith that he was. What a soldier of the cross that he was. Matter of fact, at his funeral, at his graveside service, uh, uh, during the funeral, his coffin was draped uh, with a great big Christian flag. And at the graveside service, uh, uh, they played Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound on a trumpet. As two other men folded, two other preachers folded that uh, Christian flag and presented it to Brother Noah Fry. Man, what a champion. Amen. And then he presented that to my grandmother. Now, I'll never forget that afternoon, if I'm not mistaken, it was a Saturday afternoon when my grandfather, my grandpa Barker, went home to be with the Lord. My cousin Andy was standing beside of me, and Andy turned and looked at me, and here's what he said. There sure was a great big mantle that just fell. I wonder uh, who will get that mantle. I wonder who will get that mantle. I'll be honest with you tonight. I don't talk much about it, uh, but there was a day that I went back to where my grandfather passed away at and uh, actually crawled underneath that little trailer that he lived in and uh, laid on the ground underneath that trailer that day uh, and begged God to let me have my grandfather's mantle. My grandfather preached in Surrey Wilkes and uh, 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 Allegheny County and run these mountains and I, I begged God to let me touch this county and touch this area as my grandpa did at one time. And a lot of times it is uh, that somebody has passed away. Just today we heard of Brother uh, uh, brother Billy and man what a sad story there and how a great mantle has fallen. But other times uh, um, there is times that a, a mantle has to be laid down uh, simply because of health reasons. Let me illustrate. Several months ago Brother Randy was serving God, was faithful to the house of God, was doing a great thing and uh, man he was here for everything. He was uh, uh, my right hand, my left hand, my right arm, my left arm and anything I needed done Brother Randy was right there doing it. He was helping in Discovery Bible Club. He was just whatever needed to be done and all of a sudden uh, uh, literally just overnight he went from doing that uh, to being on life support at the hospital and we was wondering if he was even going to make it. I'm glad that he did. Somebody holler amen right now. And yesterday he was back in his place building shelves and working around the house of God. But you know what happened during that time? There was a mantle uh, that fell. Somebody had to pick up where Brother Randy had left off during that time. Miss Dawn stayed with her husband during that time and was a faithful worker in the church. And during that short span of time, somebody uh, had to pick up the mantle. We all do not know what we'll be faced with tomorrow or the next day or the next day or the next day. And you know what? Before the sun comes up in the morning, uh, somebody else's man on this church uh, may have failed. And somebody uh, will need to pick that up. Somebody will need to pick that up. Hear me and hear me well. I can't do it all by myself. My wife can't do it all by herself. Hey, a few others can't do it all by themselves. There needs to be somebody, hear what I'm fixing to say. 
There needs to be somebody in the training corner that is preparing to pick up somebody's mantle when it falls. I ask this question to you tonight. Are you willing to say, Lord, let me have somebody's mantle? Listen to this tonight. When we think about that and you begin to look about that, that mantle involved identification. You see, it was the outer cloak of clothing. And whenever Elisha picked up that mantle, it involved him identifying himself with the man of God. There was identification that went with it. There was not only identification that went with it, but there was expectation that went with it. In other words, when he put on Elijah's mantle, that crowd expected him to perform just like Elijah did. And can I say this? He done more than that because he actually ends up doing twice as many miracles as Elijah did. So there's identification and there's expectation when it comes to picking up the mantle. Here's what I want you to see tonight. And I'm headed somewhere, stay with me. The mantle is not about a position. The mantle is about a passion. Can I say that again? It is not about a position. It is about a passion. You say, preacher, what do you say? I'm saying this. It's not about saying, I sing in the choir. It's not about saying, I'm a Sunday school teacher, or I'm this, or I'm that. It's about falling in love with a thrice holy God and allowing a thrice holy God to take your life and pour you out for him. It's not about a position. It's about a passion. I found this out. I found a lot of people that's interested in a position. I found a lot of people that's interested in a position. But I've not found many people that has a passion. Why do we do what we do today, church? Why do we preach, preachers? Why do we teach, teachers? Why do we sing, teachers, or singers? Why do we witness, soul winner? It's a passion for the service of God. It is a passion for the service of God. When you study the life of Elisha, he was willing to do anything that the man of God asked him to do. When you look at Elisha's life, there's times that you find him washing the man of God's hands. He's willing to do anything the man of God needs done. I want to say this to you tonight. You may say, well, preacher, I will do whatever God wants me to do as soon as he tells me what to do. Well, there's some things that he's already told us to do. Are you with me tonight? There is some things uh, he's already told us to do. Number one, he said you must be born again. Amen. God's already told us that. But listen to this. Mark chapter number 16, verse number 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world uh, and preach the gospel uh, to every creature. You know what he commanded? Hey, that's not a request from God. God didn't say if you feel like it, go to all the world. You say, well, preacher, I literally cannot go to all the world. I can't either, but I can give to get somebody to all the world. I can reach my Jerusalem. Amen. I can do what I can here. And if they'll do what they can there, we'll reach the world. I've said this many times. 
And God will never let you be faithful over many things until you learn to be faithful over few things. Yeah, man. Everybody all right tonight. Now, if you'll stay with me, we'll go somewhere. God will never let you be faithful over many things. I'm just going to say this, and preachers, if you get mad, you get mad. But it's the truth. If we can't be faithful to the church house, we can't, amen. We can't be faithful to Sunday school. We can't be faithful to prayer meeting. We can't be faithful to visitation. We can't give our tithes and support world missions. Don't you ever expect God how to use you anywhere else. If you can't be faithful to your man of God and your church house, God will never put you nowhere else. Now you can holler amen or owe me, but it's a truth. It's a truth. Everybody will. I'd like to sit on the platform. <laughs> That's a lot of things comes with that sitting on the platform. Yeah, man. There's a lot of people, Brother Ryan, that a lot of young preachers it says man in them foothills meetings and underneath that old big tent I'd like to sit on the platform you know what there's a lot of times brother Josh that I'll be glad to step off the platform and let you sit on it but you don't understand what all comes with that when you go to the house at midnight we're still trying to get everything put up the next day at daylight we're working again if you can't be faithful to a few things, God ain't going to let you be faithful to more things. Right. Amen. Go into all the world. You say, preacher, what can I do? Go to all the world and preach God. I can't go to all the world. There's two church fans sitting back there. There's a bunch of youngins out there all around this community that come to the house of God if somebody just go get them. Somebody just go get them. You said, preach what I need to do. You need to go knock on their door. And you need to say, I want to bring you to the house of God. Are you hearing me preach tonight? You say, well, that's just not a big position. You show me where your heart is. It's a passion. I heard that a young preacher said this. I was talking the other day, and he said this. He said, I can't go to those Foothills Young Preachers Fellowships because seven minutes is not enough for me to preach. I thought, hoss, pride go for destruction and a haughty spirit for the fall. Matter of fact, that last one when Brother Jeremy said, give me three three-minute preachers, me and Brother Brian and Brother David, the board of directors, we were starting to the platform and the young boys outrun us. I'm not above preaching three minutes, 30 minutes, three hours, whatever. Go to all the world. These youngins out there. They're, well, preacher, you ought to go get them. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, it's easy. It's easy. Say, so, well, I want to go do this, and I want to go do this. Somebody needs to go get them. You know what, today, there's an evangelist standing in a pulpit by the name of Alton Bill. That's the president of Ambassador Baptist Bible College. There was a snotty-nosed bus kid that come out of Davie County and Harold England and Gene Thacker picked him up and brought him to the house of God. Why? Because somebody said, I'll go to my world and reach him. I'll go to my world. Think about this. He said, preacher, what does he say? He said this, rejoice evermore. Yeah. So I do something when God tells me to do. I'm headed somewhere, and if y'all help me, we'll get there. He's already told you to rejoice evermore. It's sad to say, 
But there's a lot of times that we walk in on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights and everybody looks like they've lost their best friend and every one of their dogs has got run over before they come to the house of God. I walked in the other Wednesday night and I, I just about said, y'all ain't interested in church. Y'all just go down there and eat snacks with everybody else. We come in. God's done told us what to do. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. You said, preach, I don't understand it right now. Hey, you know what? Even though we don't understand it, we can rejoice as I preach this morning because of a relationship that we have with our Redeemer. He saved us from hell. He clothed us in our right mind. We've got a reason to raise our hand and rejoice. He said, pray without ceasing. Maybe the reason God's not opening doors for you, I don't know why I'm preaching so much to preachers right now, but maybe the reason God's not opening doors like you want them most is because you're not praying without ceasing. Said pray without ceasing. What about this? Not forsaken. Everybody all right? They're assembling of ourselves together. Has the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. You know what? He's already told you what to do. Go to church. And look at this. When you get down there, get along with each other. That's what he's saying. Am I right, Brother Adam? Help me tonight. Am I right? He said, and exhorting one another. Let me tell you what, I'll kill a church faster than anything. You come in here and start backbiting somebody else inside the church. As far as I know, we don't have none of that going on. But let me just go ahead. I done got my shotgun loaded right here, so let me just go ahead and shoot it real quick. That'll kill this church so fast. That'll kill the unity in this church so fast. He said, go to church and get along down at the church house. That's what he said, rejoice evermore. He said, go to church. Well, preacher, if I had a position in the church, I'd be a little more faithful. No, you wouldn't. Can I say this? If you had a passion for the church, you'd be faithful. If the only reason you come to church is to get a position you're probably never going to get that position. Who's going to take up the mantle? So the question rings out tonight. Who's going to pick up the mantle? Who's going to pick up the mantle? Let me show you one or two things, and then we'll go home. Flip back. Flip back to 1 Kings 19. I promise you, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I promise you I'm going to preach. And I'm going to try to hurry. I about said I promise you I'm going to hurry, but I'd, I'd have had to cross my fingers if I said that. Look in chapter number 19. Elijah, I mean Elisha, is out plowing in the field. And one thing that I find so interesting about Elisha is this. That he wasn't just out there with a little ox and a little plow. But the Bible said that he was out there with 12 yoke of oxen. You said, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying he's plowing dirt, baby. But Bailey, he didn't just have one little plow hooked to one little ox. You see, I see this in the life of Elisha. Elisha, whatever he was going to do, he was going all out. Amen. He was going all out. He just wasn't going to get one ox and one little plow and go out there and turn a little bit of dirt. You know what he said? If I'm going to plow dirt, then baby, I'm going to plow dirt. Twelve yoke of oxen. I'm going to plow some dirt. 
You know what he's saying? Whatever I do, I'm all in. Wholeheartedly, I'm going to do it. Maybe the reason... Maybe the reason you've not done much is because in what you are doing, you're not doing it wholeheartedly. Amen. If y'all help me, we'll get done, okay? Now, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I'm not going to get in a hurry if you're not going to help me. Brother Ryan, he was wholeheartedly, man. He was all in. Look at this. Verse number 19. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And I just say this, evidently he was a man. He, he wasn't no little old limp-wristed sissy. He was a man. And can I say this? That's who God uses. <laughs> Amen. And he with the 12. And Elisha passed by, or Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother and then will I follow thee. And he said unto him, go back again for what have I done to thee? There was surrender in taking up the mantle. There was a time of surrender there was a time of surrender. I, I wonder, I, I, I've wondered about this so much. What was on that mantle? Ever thought about that? I wonder, Brother Josh, because he cast that mantle on him as he passed by. And when Elisha realized what it was, he lets go of the plow and runs after the man of God. I wonder if that mantle, now this is just, this is just Barkerology wondering, okay? Don't fall out with me. But I wonder if that mantle didn't have some kind of distinguishing trait to it. And he realized that just wasn't any old mantle. That just wasn't any old man. That just wasn't any old person walking by throwing his man on him. I believe he saw it and realized that's the man of God's mantle. That's Elijah's mantle. Evidently, the man of God has need of me. Evidently, the man of God has need of me. And you know what he done? Son, he dropped the reins and everything he was doing. And he takes off running to the man of God to see what the man of God needs. He surrenders everything at that very moment. Elisha said, hey, Elijah, if you need me, I'm here. If you need me to drive you to your next meeting, then that's what I'll do. If you need me to carry your coat when you go in to preach, then that's what I'll do. He says, Elijah, whatever it is you need. I'm surrendering my will to your will. I want you to hear me tonight. You'll never do much until you come to the place where you completely surrender to God's will. You remember Matthew chapter number 26 verse number 39. The Bible said and Jesus went a little further and when he was praying, he prayed this prayer.
Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. You know what Jesus was doing? The God-man. Amen. The God-man. He was God, but he was man. He was God, but he was man. He was man when he was asleep on a pillar in the bottom of the boat. But he was God when he said, peace be still. Everybody says, and he stepped out on the boat. It don't say that in there. I don't think he ever got out of the bed. He said, peace be still. And there was deity. He was humanity. He was humanity when he was praying apart on the mountain for the disciples. But when he come walking on the water, he was a deity. He was humanity when he died. But he was deity when he rose one third in glorious morning. The God man said, I'm not interested in my will. I'm interested in your will. He said, Father, I'm surrendering everything to you today. You see, if you're going to take up the mantle, number one, it's going to involve surrender. You're going to have to come to the place where you give your will up. Listen to me. Where you give your dreams up. Uh, you know what? Uh, Madeline is interested, Brother Brian, in being a, 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 a CRNA one of them anesthesiologist people that makes a bunch of money. And I'm very interested in her being that. You say, why? Because she can keep dad up one day like I have her. Ain't that right? I told her that the other day and she just looked at me, Brother Randy. I thought, huh, see who puts gas in your car next time. Somebody holler amen. And I'm interested in her pursuing her dreams. I'm interested in her becoming a nurse and going on to whatever she wants to do. I'm interested in Olivia pursuing her dreams. We're not quite sure what it is yet, but we're interested in it. I think she's going to be a professional musician and teach music. And I'm interested in her doing that. Victoria, she's going to be a brain surgeon. I'm interested in that, Brother Brian. But you know what, Dakota, son, more than anything, I'm interested in what God has for him. I'm interested in what God has for him. If God wants them to marry a preacher and go to the mission field, then that's what I'm interested in. If God wants them to marry a good young man and just stay faithful in the house of God and serve in the house of God, that's what I'm interested in. Surrendering our will to his will. You know what Elisha done before he ever got the mantle? He surrendered his will to someone else's will. There was surrender, but then there was sacrifice. Look what he did in verse number 21. Look what he did. And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and bought their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave them to the people and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. You know what he done? There was sacrifice. In the service of God, there will be days when they're sacrificed. This was Elisha's quote-unquote public job and his livelihood. It's the way Elisha made his living whenever you study it out. And you know what he did? He said, I am willing to sacrifice 
to be in the center of God's will. I'm willing to sacrifice. You see today, there's a lot of people who can surrender. There's a lot of people who can study. There's a lot of people that can stay at one place. But there's not many that's willing to sacrifice. There's not many that's willing to sacrifice. You see, to really truly be sold out to the service of God, it will involve sacrifice. I'm not just preaching to men, I'm preaching to ladies and men. It'll involve sacrifice. It'll involve sacrifice. I'll never forget Leslie and I had been with Rock of Ages just a few months. We had about 15% of our support and God had been speaking to my heart about stepping out by faith and going full time and I'd been telling him that he needed to pray about that a little bit more. And, and, and I'm just being honest with you. Uh, you say, well, preach your order to have faith. <laughs> it's easy preaching. Somebody holler amen right there. It's easy preaching. Later, I remember them days when you was praying about going full-time at Mine and Ridge, man, and we prayed a lot about it. And I'll never forget, man, I had a great job. I had a great job. And I got up one morning about 4.30, and I started to the workplace. And, and whenever I did, my phone rang, and I looked down on my phone. There wasn't no texting then. Y'all with me? I'm just being honest. There wasn't no texting then. I mean, he had just made it out of a bag. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all don't have a clue what a bag phone is. I remember the first one my daddy got. Man, I remember the first one Michael Hutchins got, Matthew, at school. And, and, and you know, we walked around with that bag phone. Had an antenna that stood up on it. I mean, we were something. I remember my phone rang, and it had got to the point where it would tell you who was calling in. And it said, Patty Knight. And I thought, wonder what the director of HR is doing calling me at 5 o'clock in the morning. If you never had that phone call, it's usually not good when the director of human resources calls you at 5 o'clock on a Monday morning. You say, well, what did she say? You can about imagine. Uh, Mr. Barker, your services are not needed no more at Kaplan School Supplies. So I said, okay. I hung up the phone. I turned that truck around. I went back to the house, got back to the house. Miss Leslie said, is everything all right? I said, well, the Lord's going to take care of us. He's always been faithful. We've got nothing to worry about. And I was about to puke. I was worried sick. You see, sometimes God will tell us to sacrifice. And if we don't, God will sacrifice for us. You know what the preacher just said? That's not popular preaching, but it's right. There's sometimes God do it for you. Elisha, man, he's wanting the mantle. There's people sitting here today, you say, Preacher, I sure would like to teach a Sunday school class. I'd like to work in Discovery Bible Club. I'd like to be more involved in the house of God. Don't just surrender. Understand there's sacrifice in it also. They're saying, if you wait to Sunday or Saturday evening at 9 o'clock to pick your Sunday school courtly up to teach on Sunday morning, God help you, sir, ma'am. Wonder why your class ain't growing. That might be part of it. Well, preach on, preacher. I believe I will. There's sacrifice. Look at this. Not only was there sacrifice and surrender, I've got to hurry, but I want you to see this, number three. There was stickability. 
There was stickability. Y'all know what that means? Y'all know what stickability? I, I, I walked down in the basement the other day, and, and, and half of our basement is finished. And it's Madeline's room. And, and, and I walked down there the other day, Brother D.C., and I stepped on something. And whenever I did, I thought, what is that? And as I walked, it was still there. And I looked down, and for some reason, they had put one of them glue pads <laughs> down there, I guess just in case, uh, Jerry come running by. And they wanted to catch it. Y'all know who Jerry is? Yeah, Tom may have been after him. And that was on my shoe, Brother Josh. My favorite leisure shoes. And I thought, I'll just pull it off. I got a hold of it and I pulled my shoe off. And then I tried to pull it apart. And when I got it to here, it was just a big wad of it hanging in. And I thought, what a gom. You know, your first instinct. Yeah. Leslie, why in the world did you put this down here? But I didn't say that because I figured she would have responded, uh, why did you step right into it? <laughs> I ended up, Brother Jeff, I walked outside. I scrubbed my foot all over everything. And you know what? Even to this day, there's still a little bit of that sticky on the bottom of that shoe. You know what it had? It had some stickability. <laughs> Let me tell you what we need at Amazing Grace Baptist Church tonight. We need some stickability. Amen. You said, preach, I want to do something for God. You're going to have to have some stickability. Yes, You're going to have to have some stickability. Preachers, you hear me tonight. You better get a truckload of stickability. Amen. It's easy when everything's going great. It's easy, Brother Josh, isn't it easy when people's being saved and everything's going great? But let me tell you what'll happen. You'll get to the house and 42 will be mad and they'll blow your phone up on Monday and Tuesday. You say, preacher, people don't do that. <laughs> really? Now, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just being honest with you. You've heard me make this statement many times. If me and Brian Cardwell ever quit on the same Monday morning, there's going to be two churches without a pastor. There's times that, Brother Josh, we just feel like quitting. Miss Tanya, there's times that we just feel like throwing in the towel. Brother Jeff, there's times when the devil crawls up on our back and says it's not worth it. But if we're going to pick up a mantle tonight, there's going to have to be stickability. Go back to our text, 2 Kings chapter number 2, verse number 2. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, the latter portion of the verse. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. Verse number 4. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, the latter portion. He said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. Look in verse number 6. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry I pray thee here. And you know what Elisha said? Nope, not going to do it. Look what he said down in verse number 11. And it came to pass as they said 
still went on. You want me to tell you the reason he got the mantle? You want me to tell you the reason the power of God was resting on his life? You want me to tell you the reason that God used him in a great way and thousands of years later I'm still preaching about him? It's because he said by the help of God I'll not throw in the towel. I'm not quitting. You're not running me off. I found my place and I'm going to stay where God put me. I'm going to stay. You're going to have to get some stickability. You're going to have to get, well, my feelings got hurt. Well, grow up. Grow up. I know a preacher. He might be sitting in this room and he may have pastored a church not far from here that carried a pacifier to the pulpit one time. And said, I've got a few of these to pass out tonight to some of y'all. And some of y'all singing in my mind. I wonder if our preacher done that, if he would have my name on one of those pacifiers. You see me after service and I'll tell you, no, I'm just me. We need to grow up. Hey, Amen. Can I just say something to me, to you tonight? I said it to me too, okay? Can I just say something? You're not going to run me off. You're not running me off. God put me here. And if the majority of this church decides to vote me out of here, then the majority of the church will miss the will of God and God will write Inky Bob over the place and God will be done with it. You say, well, I'm going to give you a hard time. Well, give me a hard time. I told you this morning, I refuse to allow anybody else to steal my joy and to make me live a miserable life. God has been too good to me. God has blessed me too much. God has brought me too far. God has done too much up here on this hill for me to get mad and throw in the towel and walk away. God, help us tonight to find our place at amazing grace and and stick with it. He had some stickability. Had some, he said, no, I ain't going nowhere. Had some stickability. Look at this. I promise you I'm about done. He had some stickability. Look in chapter 2, verse number 9. And it came to pass when they were going over, that Elisha said unto, uh, Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of your bookings fall upon me. I pray let a double portion of the people you've preached to fall upon me. I pray let a double portion of your Facebook likes fall upon me. I pray that a double portion of your tweets will come my way. You know what he's saying? I pray for a double portion of thy spirit. If you're going to take up the mantle, you're going to have to seek the power of God. You see, he saw something in that man. He saw the power of God resting on Elijah. And he said, you know what? I'm interested in a double portion of thy spirit. I want to ask you this question tonight. Come start playing something softly. I want to ask you this question tonight. How long... Has it been since you begged God for the power of God to rest on your life? Since you've begged God that when you stood up and taught your class, that the power of God rest on you. That when you walk into the job place in the morning, that the power of God rest on you. You see today, 
We've got the greatest performers we've ever had in singing and in preaching. We've got the greatest performers, those people that can stir crowds. But I'm not interested in a performance tonight. I'm interested in the power. I'm interested in the Shekinah glory of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. And if we're going to pick up a mantle, we're going to have to seek the power of God because we cannot do it on our own. It's impossible. It's impossible to live the Christian life on our own. I'll show you this last of all. When you pick up the mantle, it'll involve surrender and sacrifice and stickability and seeking the power of God. But when you get to that place where you've done all of that, you'll find satisfaction. Listen to what the Bible said. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the brook of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. You know, he said, where's the Lord God of Elijah? And he said, right here I am. That same one that helped Elijah was the same one that helped Elisha. You want to talk about satisfaction? I wonder, not in pride, but I wonder, Brother Lloyd, when he put on that mantle, if within sight of himself, but Josh, they had to be a little bit. Oh, yeah. That he just went. Hallelujah. And he got over there to that water and he took that mantle off and he smote it. That water parted back. And he walked across. And them school of the prophets was probably standing there. I don't have time to preach all that. But they was probably standing there watching him. And he walked over. And I don't think out of pride or arrogance. Probably said something like this. How y'all doing? And as he walked by, the mantle of Elijah was now on him. What satisfaction. You ever stood up and preached? And all of a sudden, the glory falls on you while you're preaching. And you get done, and you sit down, you killed, you drained, you're soaking wet, and you go, man, that was fun. You know what I'm talking about. Man, I'm sorry you that's not preachers don't understand this. I'm sorry. But Brother Ryan, I, I ain't trying to blow your head up. But when you walked off that platform Wednesday night, and you sat down, not in arrogancy, but not in pride, but deep down inside, it had to be that little bit of, man, that was fun. Whew. You see, there's satisfaction.
you're, you're looking for it in all the wrong places. Let me tell you where you're going to find it at, sir. When you say, Lord, if you want me to preach, then that's what I'll do. I'm praying that right now because we're starting to get a little bit low around here on preachers. Just being honest, one, two, three, four sitting here tonight. Starting to get a little bit low on preachers. Need some more around here. You said, preacher, you crazy. No, we need some more. You said, preacher, we called eight. Now we're praying for, we need some more around here. Let me tell you where you're going to find satisfaction. Hear my Lord. I'll preach. Now I've said that for a month now. Now I'm not calling nobody, but I am saying this. I believe God's got me ringing on it for a reason. I believe God's got me ringing on it for a reason. Let me tell you where you're going to find it at, ladies, when you find your place in an altar and say, God, here's my life. Here's my plans. Here's all of that. You know what? I hope Brother Andy don't wind back up in the hospital, but he may. And if he does, somebody's going to have to teach a Discovery Bible Club class. Somebody's going to have to fill in. And listen to me. If you're not faithful, you ain't filling in. Oh, preacher, I'm interested in that position. No, you fall in love with God in the church first, and then we'll talk about a position. Man, it's tight, but it's right. Fall in love with the Lord. It's not about a position. It's about a passion. And when you fall in love with Him and give Him everything, Brother Josh, that's when He'll take it and use it, isn't it? What old Josh used to do? Used to mow the churchyard. Used to weed eat the churchyard. Used to drive the preacher to meetings. Still would today if I asked him to. Used to drive the preacher to meetings. Used to carry my clothes in. Used to make sure I had my Bible. Used to get on a van. Drive a van. Son, we went to some rough places. Some rough places. Endured some rough things, hadn't you? And you know what God's done now? He sent him out. He's already pastored two churches, one that exploded. God done great things at it. Tragedy hit his life. And if anybody had a reason to quit, he did. If anybody had a reason to throw in the towel, he did. His beautiful wife was taken away from him. We know where she's at, but you understand what I'm saying. But you know what he's done? He's been faithful. I hope I don't talk out of place right now. Right now we're praying about two different churches that's begging him to come be the pastor. Preacher, why ain't God doing that for me? There's two vans sitting back there. How serious are you? You said, Preacher, if you ask me to do that, I'll do it. I shouldn't have to ask you. You should just come to me and say, You know what? I'm gonna, hey, Preacher, I'll tell you what. I've got me a partner, and come Saturday, we're going to go find some snotty nosed young guns, and we're going to go find some dope heads, and we're going to go find some thugs, and we're going to try to get them down here at the house of God. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to say, Bring them on, bring them on, bring them on. And when you sell out here, God may think about putting you somewhere else. That's our preachers. The rest of you ain't going nowhere. I'm just being real with you. Who's going to take it up?
Who's going to take it up? You know what? We've got a few piano players, and I hope nothing happens to Miss Tanya. Now, I give her a hard time, but I love her to death and hope nothing happens to her. But if something was to, who's going to step into place? Who's going to step into place? Brother Heath and Miss Morgan, Brother Tim, Miss Vicky does a great job with our young people. But if something happens, who's going to step into place? You say, well, preacher, something happens, then I'll get faithful, and then I'll prove myself. No, somebody else already be there. I'm done. But I don't know about anybody else here tonight. But I say, as for me, as for me, I want to do something. I'm not satisfied. Thank God for where we're at. But I'm not satisfied. Thank God for the souls we've seen saved. But I'm not satisfied. Let's pick up a mantle. Let's pick up a mantle. Let's pick up a mantle. Let's do something.